the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. Boys and girls, we are live from underneath the raised ring at SummerSlam, where it's still sitting here, even though the Titans are about to start their season next week. I am one half of the greatest tag team in wrestling podcast history. That is the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. I'm your host, Kinzer Jake Keel. To my right in the stream yard is Mr. Aslan, Lane Bumgarner. As always, it is my great privilege and honor to be here back live on the Brothers in Cafe podcast. Man, what a beautiful view here from underneath the ring at SummerSlam. But like you said, Jake, Tennessee Titans, they're getting ready to play. So I don't know what that means for our ring. I don't know what it means for the tractor. But what I do know is... I think they're just going to play around it. I hey you you have to adapt. Modern problems require modern modern solutions. But speaking of modern solutions, we are grateful for the internet to provide us with the opportunity to do this live from anywhere in the world. Jake, do you know what today's episode is? Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Um, today's episode is something a little different. And Landon, do you have a special name for it? Not yet, but this is something we haven't done in a long time. So for those of you listening, this is technically episode 88. Um, It is episode 20 of season four. It's been a long time. The reason I bring that up is it's been a long time since we have done a watch long episode. If I'm not mistaken, I think the last one we did was Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. I believe so. And that was like season two. I a long think. time ago, we were still f- feeling out like the process of not having Jimmy on the show. Rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Jimmy Jimmy Jam. But uh, yeah, we were still kind of processing how we were going to go about the future, and uh, watch alongs were part of that thought process, and um, we just really didn't have the time for them. Uh, But now with the technology that we have at our fingertips, we can do watch-alongs very easily. Um, So today, we're having kind of a mystery watch-along. So both of us have picked a match, uh, have not told the other one, and we're going to uh, share it on to... um, Share it on to our uh, StreamYard stream that we're doing to each other. And we're going to sit and we're going to watch it and we're going to comment on it. Um, I'm very excited to see what Landon picks. He's very eclectic in his taste in wrestling. You never know what Mr. Wrestling is going to bring out. That's for sure. I, I will tell you this right now. 
there was a brief second where I almost chose a CZW King of the Death match, but I decided not to. So thank you for that because <laughs> I, will, I will not make you sit through. You know me, and I can handle a death match, but like CZW does a death a death match. You don't want to see Sick Nick Mongo take a weed whacker to the stomach. Not really. Not not particularly. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it's a really fun concept that we're playing with tonight. And uh, I'm excited, like I said, to see what Landon has picked. I'm sure you are likewise. You want to see what I've picked. I am. Um, I'm sure you have a kind of an idea. But, uh, you know, I, you never know. You never know what's going to what's going to happen. And the fun part about the match that I picked is uh, I have never seen the match. Um, it's one that I've wanted to see. So do you have any interesting tidbit without spoiling it that you would like to share about yours? So I technically have not seen this match, although I was aware of its existence because spoiler, if you buy BIK legendary tales from the Indies, this match may or may not be on there, but I have not watched it myself. Um, but the two people involved, once you see who it is, Jake, you will not be surprised one bit. Um, speaking of those BIK tapes, this one is just for us, but we want to shout out um, Mr. Jeff M mm. for providing a video file of a movie starring um, one Tiny Lister and one Hulk Hogan that is currently unavailable on the internet on streaming, on DVD, on Blu-ray, um, without paying a ginormous price. So thank you for sending us a physical copy of that um, to add to the archives. We will be doing a watch-along of that, hopefully, um, pretty soon. Um, we'll figure out how to go about that, but I would really, I think that would be a lot of fun to do a no-holds-barred watch-along. That might be a premium invite-only live stream right. kind of right. a thing. Just because, uh, realistically, it's not, like Jake said, it's not easily accessible. Um, and so, it, with every time we do a watch-along, we want it to be easily accessible. We don't right. want you to have to pay any more money. We don't want you to have to sign up for anything that you're not already signed up for. Um, and that that's what went into the thoughts of the matches we selected today is we wanted them to be really easy for you to find. So if we can find a feasible way to pull that off, um, yeah, then we'll pull it off and we'll do it because I think that would be fun. Everybody come with your lazy eye. What's that smell? Dookie. Dookie. But yeah, you know, we, we want to have fun with it. And that's not a good movie, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. Um, so, uh, Landon, uh, so we have decided before uh, that the order will be determined by, uh, do you want to do two out of three falls in rock, paper, scissors? I think so. I think that's fair. So let's, winner let's of two pretend. falls. Let's pretend it's FTR Briscoes. So I call Briscoes. I, I mean right. FTR. Uh, hey, no, no, you said Briscoes. <laughs> I get to be FTR. 
But all right. So uh, when you're ready, we we, will, are, we will do this. You want to do rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Yeah, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. Well, whenever you're ready. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. Okay. We got a tie so far. Rock, paper, scissors, paper, scissors shoot. shoot. Scissors. Okay. Scissors beats my paper. Okay, one fall to Lando. All right. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. <laughs> Rock, Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Okay. Okay, it's one fall each. Here we go. Like every good two out of three falls match, it's always got to go to the third fall. Rock, Rock paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Okay. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Landon goes... So right. do you want to go first or do you want to go last? You can pick. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Oh, you want to be the curtain jerk. All right. <clears throat> I think so. This will... Uh, I'm excited. So let me... And this is kind of an extension of what we do normally. We're normally watching wrestling while we're doing the show. So now you just get to watch it with us. This is true. So if you're watching the video version... Um, I am sharing my screen right now, but don't worry. We will tell you when to start, um, the video. So I am <clears throat> pulling up mine and the match I selected <laughs> is AJ Styles versus Mr. Colt Cabana. And it is the IWC super indie championship match. And this is from IWC, a call to arms. Um, little indie from the year 2003, so very young into uh, these two guys' career. Absolutely. And so I think this is going to be fun. Jake, what's, what's your first impression now that you know what the match is? Um, I'm not surprised by uh, one of the participants. Uh, you know, AJ's always a great choice, but I know Lando is a huge Colt Cabana mark, so... I'm not surprised by that. Um, we both kind of picked an indie promotion. Uh, although mine is much older than yours. I figured, but I figured this time frame was going to be something you picked. Uh, I like that. Landon's an early 2000s guy. Like, it's where his favorite work was being was being done. I know. I know. So, uh, I'm excited to see this match. I've never seen this match. So, I, both matches tonight uh, I've never seen, so that's really exciting to me. I, I think it's exciting. It'll be fun to get our reactions live. Have, um, you, have you seen this match? Landon? I have not, so I found it, and I added it to... I curated it for the Legendary Tales of the Indie VHS, but I have not watched it. I, I found it, and I was like, okay, this would be this would be a good one. And so I secured it, but here we are. It's available on YouTube for everybody to watch. So I'm excited. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to read off the exact um, title of these videos. These Both of our matches are on YouTube, so you can find them easily to watch along with us. This Absolutely. one if you search AJ Styles versus Colt Cabana, it should pop up. Uh, it's just shy of 17 minutes long. Um, but the channel that it is posted to is Joe Dombrowski's Pro Wrestling Library. Shout out to Joe. Um, so make sure that is the one you are clicking on, AJ Styles versus Colt Cabana. But man, Jake, if you're ready, 
I think I'm ready to start the match. I am ready. Uh, we'll talk about what we're seeing as it's going on. And yeah, let's let's kick it. All right. So I will count us down and starting it. So if you have this match pulled up in front of you, watch along. If you don't, pause, pull up the match and start watching it with us in three, two, one. Wow, it's in an actual arena, too. You don't see a lot of indies in an actual arena. No. And, I mean, there's just something about uh, an indie promotion with a guy in a tuxedo. But also, you know, doesn't look like the classiest place. But, hey, you know, this could be a local hockey rink. This could be a college. He kind of looks like Josh Matthews. He does. He's got that hair. Early, early appearance of the Miz girl down there in the lower left hand corner. <laughs> That's what it looks like. If you notice, AJ Styles is coming out to his TNA music. I, what uh, What did I say? Did I not it's a say hockey rink? It's a it's hockey definitely rink. a hockey a hockey rink. Okay, so is he in TNA at this point? He is at this point. I think. Oh, two is when Styles made his TNA debut. That young man. But very much, he's still in Ring of Honor. Right. Um, Well, TNA was kind of like AEW is now, where they're kind of lax on you going and working other places. Yeah. Um, And these are still the NWA wild side or wildfire uh, impact days. So the super indie champion, Colt Cabana. So when did when did Colt end up in WWE at developmental? I want to say it was late 07. Um, because I think he's there. It's either 07 or 08, because he is in develop he has to go to developmental for I think nine months. Yeah. And then he gets to do the Halloween Battle Royale on ECW where he comes out as the Tooth Fairy. And then he doesn't do anything else. And then they do the whole Scotty Goldman thing (laughs) on SmackDown. Classic looking Colt Cabana here. But this is what people... So people just pay attention to the comedy side of Colt Cabana. But you forget that at this point, the early 2000s, he is still very much, uh, you know, a a workhorse, if you will, in the ring. Oh, he's still a workhorse. He just has developed more of a character yeah. uh, as it's gone on. You see that, and he's talked about it a lot, his uh, UK world of sport influence, uh, especially... Guys like Johnny Saint helping him come up with some of that kind of that comedic influence. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting to see that develop. But like right here, like even, you know, I hate to say it, but like even the butt rock that he came out to, it's like, okay, like this is an indie show. Right. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's funny to see, you know, this is probably the earliest AJ Styles match I've ever watched. Um and this would probably be as close as I'm going to get to seeing an Air Styles match. 
So I, I'm I'm really excited about this. I, I'm loving the whole aesthetic of this place. Like you said, it's a hockey rink. They just turned off the lights. They had them all on. Have some commentary that's obviously recorded later. But this is this is fun because you know we talked about this is Ooh. early Colt uh, before he really found his personality, and same with AJ. You know, and still to this day, AJ is known as you know one of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestler in the world. Okay, um, so but, I I had to go look this up. Sorry. No, you're good. He called him classic Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me, I was like, wait a second, is this when Wrestling Society X was on? Where he was in Wrestling Society X as Matt Classic. But no, this is four years before that. Correct. So. Uh, it's not Matt Classic. Um, I can't confirm if that is Colt Cabana or not, but if you've ever seen like any like uh, Lucha Vavoom stuff, if you've seen Wrestling Society X, like Matt Classic is a phenomenal old school wrestler. He, he's one of those guys. He, they need him in AEW to show guys how to slow down, how to sell a little bit, how to grab a hold. But a, a, as I was saying earlier, you know, this is very much AJ Styles at this point. You know, you alluded to Air Styles. You know, had the brief stint in WCW before they closed up and then set out to, on the indies, prove instead of taking a deal with WWE um, because they'd offered to take over his contract, um, he set out to prove himself as one of the best wrestlers in the world. And so this is where I fully expect we're going to see a lot of in-ring work from AJ. Seemed to work out for him. Yeah, it worked out great. So it's just interesting to see like the different stages of people's careers. Um, I wouldn't want to hear a promo from this AJ, but I would love to watch a match from this AJ. I love Colts like immediately gets him grounded. It tries to keep him on the mat and AJ is like doing kip ups and like trying to, to stay airborne, stay on his feet. I, I love whenever you see a match and even at the very beginning, you already see like the thought process of what these guys are doing, uh, you know, to make it look like they want it to look, you know? Yeah. And, you know, this is with the developmental of or the development, I should say, of the modern indie style, you know, super work rate, not a lot of selling spot after spot. It's awesome to see kind of how that originated in a situation like this to where they've done a lot so far, but it is all psychologically it's made sense. Oh, yeah. This is more this is more TV work than an indie work at this point. Yeah. And it's great because, you know, it's the little things like you said of like Cabana trying to keep AJ grounded. AJ, like even right now, if you're watching um, the way like AJ is rotating his body trying to find a way to wiggle out of this grapevine. Yeah, and, and, and AJ's just moving. Yeah. It, it, it's wonderful. Yeah, because what would you do if someone has you in a grapevine? You would uh, move. You move. You would try, yeah, you would wiggle out. You'd try and find That's a way. one thing I can't stand about um, professional wrestling and submission holds. 
wrestlers that get locked in a submission, especially early in the match, don't try hard enough to get out of it. They usually try to go to the ropes. Yeah. But like, if you look at most of these submissions, there are, there are good pathways of, to get out of the hold. Yeah. And it just works for the psychological part of the match to try to look like you're trying to get out of the hold. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't, you know, you can't do a lot of high spots. You can't do a lot of flashy things. It's like, do them. Just have it make sense and be believable that you would get to a point. Right. Oh, <laughs> great back body drop. That was fantastic. And that's something like to this day, like a, like that's a compliment to AJ in his selling is that like even to this day, like AJ is one of the few people that make back body drops look amazing. Oh, yeah. It looked like he just destroyed him with that. You remember the money in the bank where AJ was floating above the lava and then just fell to his death? No, I don't. I I can't remember what year it was, but they did something where AJ was just dangling from the titles for like one or two minutes and nobody was there. And then finally he had to let go and he just bounced like crazy. <laughs> I literally don't remember that. I, I'm going to have to go see what you're talking about. Like, even that, like, when's the last time you've seen somebody interrupt someone trying to get back in the ring by doing that as opposed to like, oh, like, I have to cut them off with my knee. It's like, no, or you could just lock their head and drive them down. Are you going to see it? Oh, what a what a moonsault. That was great. You know, for how big Cabana is, he has always had a beautiful moonsault. Well, and I Googled, we were talking about Matt Classic just a little bit ago. What a body Matt Classic had. It oh, looked easily. like, it looked like, you know, maybe it was Blue Demon or, you know, Santos. Hey, he's got the, the old school Hogan trunks that come way up above the belly button. Oh, yeah. So Beautiful. I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving the mat work so far in this match. Now they're going for bigger, like indie maneuvers, but like this is pretty hot match. I'm surprised at the subduedness of the crowd. Yeah, you can, you can hear a few. This is a nice hockey arena. Like this, this is a good venue for, this is like if an indie did something in the main room at the myriad in Oklahoma city. Yeah. That's what it looks like. I, and I'm loving seeing this because both guys are still, both are incredible already. They're really good. But like, you still see those tiny little like chinks in the armor. And I'm digging it. Like, it's, it's crazy how in, uh, let's see, this, it's August right now. Uh huh. In one year from December, it'll be the 20th anniversary of this match, which wow. is insane. That almost 20 years later, both these guys are it, both signed to major promotions. They have both been on TV this month. Like it's both multi time world champions. Yeah. Uh, like, so, I, go, go no, ahead, Jake. No, no, go ahead. <clears throat> I was just going to say, like, 
it's what I I love about what we're seeing in this match so far. Man, beautiful. Is you have these guys, it's like as soon as they hit a move, you know they're already getting ready to move on to the next one. But it's not like a okay, I slammed you. I'm going to pick you back up so we can do the next spot. It's like Okay, I'm hitting this move. I have my next one prepared in case that's not enough to put you away. Right. Oh, yep. Styles Clash. See, and now this is something that I've w- always wondered if the Styles Clash was there from the beginning. Because pretty, this is pretty early on. That was a great, great counter on that. So, oh gosh, I now I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, um... So this is IWC. Where is IWC? They were, I want to say, because this isn't uh, IWC Mid-South, but I want to say this one was Northeast in the United States. Okay. Let me let, let me double check, but I believe that's what it was. Because I know... I know that they've got like multiple IWCs and but hey I, IWC is still running to this day. So where is it located? That is what I am <clears throat> trying to pull up. Is it International Wrestling Cartel? It is. So Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is its its home base. There you go. Such talent such talent have worked there as CM Punk, Corey Graves, Colt Cabana, Chris, Christopher Daniels, oh. AJ Styles, Britt Baker, Wardlow, and Elias. I just want to say, uh, if you guys are watching along, <clears throat> AJ went for that Styles clash from the top. Cabana reversed, but AJ reversed it into a sunset flip. Like that, that's just being a master of your craft. Yeah. Not just from a a working standpoint, but like a believability to where I, it makes me think of an amateur wrestling. If you shoot in for a single leg and the guy cuts you off, it's not like, Oh crap, I can't do anything else. Cause that's what I was supposed to do. It's okay. He countered with this. So how am I going to reverse into another maneuver? So like this is sending me down a, a rabbit hole And I'm watching and looking up stats at the same time because I've literally got the stats like right here next to our stream. So they didn't they didn't put a women's title mat or title into this promotion until 2016. Who do you know who their first champion was? I am going to take a wild guess and I'm going to say Somebody who's been in Ring of Honor. D-M-D. Britt Baker was okay. their first champion. Listen That's to these a- Listen to these w- women's champions. Britt Baker, Lufisto. Oh, oh, Jake, not to cut there you off. Do you, oh. Do you see, he, Cabana's about to... Oh, Cole Cabana mind. tried for the for the Styles Clash. Sorry to cut you off. We, we no, keep you're reading fine. that list. Katie Arquette. I'm not a... I don't know Katie Arquette, Madison Rain. Okay. And the current then there's a Ray Lynn. Katie Arquette has the most uh most reigns. 
And there it is. There we go. A roll up. Wow. For those of you watching along and for those of you who didn't see it, AJ went for a crucifix roll up on Cabana and Cabana rolled over on the two count and had had his body weight down to keep AJ for a three count. That was a fun match. That was a really fun match. Um, Their current women's champion is Ashley Dambo. Okay. So, and she's starting to get some big stuff going right now. So that was really cool. I liked, I liked that match. Um, I will say we might not be over though. No, looks like, is he, is he asking for a mic or is he going to taunt? Oh, there you go. Classy. I like it. See, and that makes sense to shake hands in that instance. Also, Colt Cabana held this title for 152 days. And rightfully so. One of the champions after him was one Corey Graves as Sterling James Keenan. And then one of the soon-to-be champions, a Mr. Balls Mahoney. I love that. So that was AJ Styles versus Colt Cabana. Um, if you guys have never watched any IWC, I highly recommend it. If you go through that channel that uh, Joe Dombrowski's Pro Wrestling Library, he's got a a good chunk of IWC stuff. Um, like there's, I've talked about it before because it's also on Legendary Tales of the Indies. It's it's like Dusty Rhodes versus Jerry Lawler with Mick Foley as the referee. And there's Chris Hero versus CM Punk. And um, like Christian versus AJ Styles from 06, I believe. So there's just a ton of great matches. Um, that that To me, that was a fun um, face versus face match. Because it wasn't like, okay, well, one person's got to be the heel. It's like, no, like that's, I think that is, you know, the sport aspect done well of okay these two are just going to try and see who's the best and they're going to prove that in their believability in the ring um it was a fun match like for a 17 almost 17 minute match like that flew by yeah it was it it felt like we were on there for about five ten minutes like yeah and that's how a wrestling match should be it should be a lot like a good long match should still feel like you didn't get enough. Yeah. It's not like Roman versus Triple H from Mania 32, where initially it was a good match, but it kept going on and on. And about 45 minutes in, I thought, my God. We all know Roman's going over. Like He's going over, so why, why are they making us wait longer and longer? Um but no, the pacing of that was great. Um, once again, that was AJ Styles versus Colt Cabana. Now, Jake, I'm I'm super excited to, to see what Let you've me. got planned. Let me pull this up. So my my video is from Pro Wrestling's History Brigade. Has Ooh. four about four thousand subscribers. They've got a ton of content on here. I'm gonna have to look through it a little bit more. Um, but there's a lot of content on here. Um, so share, share screen, correct? Yep. Share screen. And then there's like a, 
web page thing. Yeah. So I'm going to make this full screen. You can still see <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> versus Dr. Death Steve Williams for the UWF title. Now, this is the UWF from Herb Abrams. This is not, this is not Mid-South UWF. I wanted something that was some beef slam, some, you know, I wanted something a little old school, but not WCW or WWF. I wanted it to be a little bit more obscure. So um, this is from 6-9 of 1991. The title is Bam Bam Bigelow versus Dr. Death Steve Williams for the UWF title at Beach Brawl. I love this. I just want to say, you know, there's allegations uh, with uh, one Mr. Khan's excitement that allegedly him and Herb Abrams may have gotten along really, really well in the back of a locker room. Sounds but like it. I digress. I'm going to press play, but then I'm going to start reading you some of the people on this card. Yeah. Because this is insane to me. So um, we are going to press play in three, two, one. Turn it down just a tad for us. So it's for the Sports Channel Championship, but what will become the UWF. Look at who is on commentary. I love it. Hey, Bruno we were just San about, Martino. If you guys have never seen the picture of Bruno San Martino lifting up Haystacks Calhoun in a single leg, you need to look it up. It's incredible. So... Luna Vachon was on this as a as a um, valet. The second fight was supposed to be Don Morocco versus Terry Gordy, but Morocco suffered an injury, so it ended up being Terry Gordy versus one Johnny Ace. Nice. <laughs> then, oh my gosh, look at Bam Bam there. They're showing some some highlights from I guess a other UWF show. Um, the second match had the Power Twins, Larry and David Power versus Masked Confusion, a.k.a. Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel, the Killer Bees. I love that so much. Rockin' Robin is their world women's champion. Paul Orndorff takes on Colonel De Beers <laughs> with Captain Lou Albano. Bob Backlund versus Ivan Koloff. Cactus Jack and Bob Orton Jr. versus Wet and Wild for a tag match. And then the uh, main event, Dr. Death Steve Williams versus Bam Bam Bigelow to crown the inaugural Sports Channel Television Champion, a.k.a. the UWF Champion. This is fantastic. I'm loving there's a pull apart, I guess, previously between these two. Look at Bam Bam with like the tank top. I love it. Like you don't ever see Bam Bam like this. You, you, you know, you think of Bam Bam Bigelow, you think of the, the, uh, bodysuit that has the, the, the regular t shirt sleeves on it. Yeah. Um, Steve Williams looks exactly like you remember. <laughs> exactly. It, so, yeah, here we go. UWF Sports Channel Championship. Um, just to let you know, 411 Mania gave this 
a 2.5 out of 10 for the entire show. I will say UWF does not get the credit it deserves. Like they did some incredible things. If it wasn't for Herb Abrams love for nose candy and ladies of the evening, it like he, he paid the boys. Well, he put on incredible shows it burn up and fly. Hey, there we go. Look at that. look, and that is classic, Bam Bam Bigelow right there, the Ashbury Park, New Jersey. So, this is just an incredible thing because they had a they had a tournament to crown this champion, and some of the names in this: Steve Williams, Nikolai Volkov, Samu. Terry Gordy, S.D. Jones. Special delivery. The roughest, toughest man in wrestling today, Steve (laughs) Williams. I love that. Don Morocco, Wild Samoan Offa, Cactus Jack, Bob Orton, B. Brian Blair, Iceman Parsons. Like, this is like a who's who of your professional wrestlers at that time. Why have we never done Dr. Death mullets. Bro, that's what I, that's my goals right now, bro. Like with the that's, nice like Farrah Fawcett oh, blow out in the front. It's beautiful. That that is hair goals. So I hope um, this goes without saying uh if you've never watched any Dr. Death stuff, watch it. You can skip over all the WWF stuff, but watch everything else. Like watch, watch anything from mid South. Watch yeah. WCW, UWF. His all Japan stuff is. Oh my gosh! Mm. If it's something in Japan, you are getting one of the hardest hitting matches you've ever seen. Hey, the you know the Steiners versus uh, Doctor Death and there's Herb Abrams himself. Bam Bam. Look at that man. Now is this is this going to be the belt that says FU on it? We'll find out. That may not have come into play yet. I just love how <sighs> short he is. But uh Bigelow, oh, so Bigelow's definitely the heel. Uh, oh. oh. He was going for the uh the lineman uh tackle, the football tackle early. So, for those not watching at home, Bam Bam Bigelow is wearing, like, an early version of his traditional, like, how you appear, how you think of him in his attire. You know, the the top with the V-neck, just without the logo. Um, And then Steve Williams is in the white boots, crimson uh, knee pads, and black uh, tights. I always loved the black tights look, or the black trunks look, I mean. It just always, like, it just pops. You know, it's simple and plain, but just that color scheme, it works great. But he was so, his character was so simple, too, that it it worked. His character was, he's going to come out here and he's going to whip your ass. Yeah. He's, as someone else put it, he's the original king of strong style. Like. Yeah. And this is, this is a great match. Just because, well, let me say that, let me take that back. This is a great spectacle because you're seeing two, like this is if you're at a really rough motorcycle bar and two guys just start slugging it out. What a lariat. 
And that's what's crazy, Jake, with some, you know, from the beginning when um, Dr. Death charged Bam Bam and he caught him with a clothesline and then the the Larry we just saw from Dr. Death, like, it's crazy how you can see the force of the impact and then just like the momentum change of like one of these big beefy boys bouncing into the other and there's like that hesitation of like Absolutely. their body absorbing the force and then dropping hard. Yeah. Oh, man, um, those the the decals on the side of his boots are mm, Oh, dude, the incredible. death logo on the side of it with the with the fire coming off the bottom. I've always wanted just a pair of boots that looked like that. Um, so I, I one reason I picked this is because Steve Williams is so hard hitting. Everything he does looks real, probably because it was. Yeah. Um, but then there's Bam Bam, who's probably the most agile big man to ever Ooh, step Bam foot. Bam's Bam Bam's bleeding. Oh, he he sure is. And I'm glad oh, I picked this because this is going to be the exact opposite of what we just watched with Colt Cabana and AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, but like Bam Bam, you go back and watch any of his match and he's doing stuff that a guy his size shouldn't have been able to do. He's 400 pounds. And God, and he lo everything looks real. He is gushing right now. He's got a crimson mask. Um. But yeah, this was this whole event was a major failure. That this happened in 1991. They did not have another pay per view until 1994. Mm. And that was their final show, which is heartbreaking. They had a 4,000 seat arena here, the Manatee Civic Center. 500 people showed up. This is 500 people missed out. 500 people saw this and there were so many more seats that they could have seen Steve Williams and Bam Bam Bigelow go this hard at each other. Oh, Bam Bam's got him up on his shoulders. Fireman's carry. Oh. What one thing I've always loved is with bigger guys like this is when you see a move like that where they both crash hard to the mat is just seeing like that not just your normal ring buckle, but it's like, oh, like you think they're going to go through break. the floor. Exactly. Man, it's like it, going back to the, the credibility and believability of professional wrestling over the years. It's like you watch this and while they might be doing moves that you may not see in, you know, a bar brawl. Yeah. You still believe everything that they're doing. Like, if someone like Bam Bam Bigelow size wants to scoop slam me, he's, he's going to scoop do slam it. me. You it's know? like there was a there was a uh, a deal that Pat McAfee said a couple years ago about Brock Lesnar, that Brock Lesnar is like the alpha male, like the perfect human specimen. And he was like, and if Brock Lesnar walked into this room and he wanted to rape me, he could, and I would be able to do nothing about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that's, like um, that's that that's the truth. Like, you know, so, you might be able to get a good couple of shots in, but at some point, it's like, man, like if Doctor Death hits me with a lariat, I'm gonna oh, die. Dude. 
Yeah. How great how great would it oh be to see gosh. Oh, there you bam, go. Bam bam just came example. off the top rope with a cross body. Like I want to see a 400 pounds guy try to do that. That's that's not him. Go ahead with what you're going to say. I was going to say like you know, if Dr. Death wants to larry at me, he's going to larry at me. But also how great would it be to see Dr. Death like get in a fight like in a parking lot and he just oh, like yeah. he starts throwing like a lariat. <laughs> I've always, I, I've always joked uh uh with Johnny Cove that the ne- the next time I get in a real fight or at some point in my life in a fight, I want to be the first person to do a double axe handle. Right. Just uh like just a mid fight, be like, okay, here's my opening. I'm gonna hit it just to just to see people like did did he really, I was, <laughs> did he I really was, just do that? There's the shoulder tackle. Mm. I was in a fight in high school and I did a uh belly to belly suplex in that in that uh fight. Oh Man, my gosh, look that at that power, power slam. slam. Like this once is, a, this is a good match. It is. Like once again, like you see the initial impact of the ring forced down from the just the power of these two and then the fact that there's enough energy bouncing back. It's sad to, to know that both of these men are no longer with us. But uh you know, they're they um their legacy on wrestling it, it's incredible it's incredible to think about it is i remember the day i think it was 2006 getting on wwe.com and seeing breaking news wwe legend bam bam bigelow has passed away and it yeah. was just like at the time i didn't know a lot about bam bam bigelow other than he looked terrifying and there it is. And I wanted to see everything. Hey, Dr. Death busted open too. So what a fun match. It's It didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was a good hard-hitting match. Both guys got busted open. And once again, an example of great pacing. Yeah. I don't like, feel shorted. I don't feel like I was forced to sit through something longer than I wanted to. Like... So phenomenal pacing. This video is 19 minutes long, and that's because it looks like we get two post-match promos with Dr. Death. Um, so the actual match was about 13 at 15. Um, but yeah, and we don't have to watch the promos, but Herb Abrams is in the ring. He's going to give him the championship. Show us that title. Point it to the camera. This is bad, bad camera anyway, but... It is. But Steve Williams, you know, he never got his big moments. But his legacy, like, you you don't even... Look at how the ring flexed when he hit those... Oh, my gosh. When Bam Bam hit the turnbuckles, the entire ring flexed out. Like... Golly. And this is what I, I say this all the time. This is what I miss about this era of bigger guys is like, you're not going to see them selling for cruiserweights. Right. You know, it might be something where you know, I, I think of Rey Mysterio puts on the absolute best 
underdog match. <laughs> you know, because how many times have you seen Rey Mysterio drop kick the back of a big guy's knees? Right. And that makes sense. You it know, makes you're not so much sense. You're not going to see somebody. You're not going to see a, a modern guy from AEW or Ring of Honor or NXT take someone like Bam Bam and Dr. Death to the limit in an equal contest. It's like, hey, you, you better be crafty on how you fight me because if you go one-on-one, I'm going to kill you. Right. So. Man, the intensity. This is an intense promo. I And I don't even, you can barely hear what he's saying because of the quality of like, this was what their quality on their TV looked like back then, I'm sure. Yeah. Man, but, it's just, it's crazy how... I always forget how short Herb Abram is. Yeah. So I want to, I want to touch on a few things on this, this whole show. Um, I, I'm loving, I love Dr. Death, Steve Williams. He's one of my favorite of all time. Um, Who I, I love that he, he, I'm not going to try to get preachy or anything. He was a born again Christian. He he was a Christian in the way that I I'm a Christian where I am not really I'm not really interested in organized religion. I believe in God and I b- believe what I believe and I re- I read the Bible uh, occasionally, but you know, I try to live how God would want someone to do and that seems to be how he was. Um of course he passed away in 2009 from throat cancer. He was working matches in 2009. I'm not surprised one bit. He worked, it looks like his last appearances were for Sooner World Class Wrestling in Oklahoma at the time. I remember. At the time, he was also in working for Southwest Airlines, and he was a motivational speaker with Mark Marrow. Wow. Um... It looks like the last time he was with the WWE, he was um, he worked a tag match with Jake Hager in Ohio Valley Wrestling, um, and then he made some appearances at uh, some house shows and addressed the fans. But Beach Brawl, so UWF, we're gonna have to do a deep dive into UWF one of these days. UWF Beach Brawl. His, if you get, go ahead. I, I was going to say, if you guys have not seen the dark side of the oh, ring so over UWF, you need to. Like it's so good. It's insane. It's over the top. But don't just don't just watch that. Actually, you can find a lot of their footage on YouTube. Yeah, get on it, YouTube and watch some matches like this. Watch some of their shows. This show was on ESPN two, which is incredible to think about. Like the fact that UWF got Andre the Giant right to make an appearance for them over WWF at that point. So they had two premium events, pay-per-views. Uh the first one was Beach Brawl which got a buy rate of 0.1. Those are modern numbers, my friend. And 500 people in attendance in a 4,000 person arena in Palmetto, Florida. They did not have another one, like I said, until 1994. This was at the MGM Grand. It had 600 fans. Um, It was Blackjack Brawl. Uh, 
uh, 600 fans. This one was on TV, though. So it was not a poor, it was not a pay-per-view, but it was like a pay-per-view on TV. Yeah. Um, but Beach Brawl. So this was kind of like they had had good pay, they had had good TV, and I say good because people were they they said average was a good a good show for UWF. Um it was so bad because a lot of nonsensical booking. Um Ivan Koloff got uh squashed on this card by Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund doesn't do squash matches, so like that just makes no sense. Um Terry Gordy and Johnny Ace had a street fight. The street fight ended with a double count out. Of course. They brawled with each other into the crowd. And as most people know, a street fight, there are no rules. You just have to. Especially count outs. Right. Especially count outs. Um, from what I've heard, the the. Paul Orndorff and Colonel De Beers match was okay. It was a strap match. I need to go watch this whole show. I really, I want to see this whole show. The women's match, they they said it was okay. It was Robin, Rock, Rock and Robin and Candy Divine, um, which is Candice Rummel, Rummel with an M. Um, uh, the it, it was. The thought on all of this is that most of the matches were just they were, they were okay. Like they weren't horrible, but they weren't good. Like it was just an average deal. That main event was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was good pacing, but it's because of the guys that were in that main event. I mean, right. and there were two guys that were in their <clears throat> prime at that point. Um also Boris Zukov was in the dark match. Um but yeah, so it's crazy. Uh, the last, the last show that UWF had, they introduced new titles. Of course, of course, they introduced uh, and apologies to anyone that could be offended by this term. They had the inaugural midget world champion, um, which was won by Little Tokyo. Uh, they had the inaugural MGM Grand Champion, which was won by one uh, Sabretooth himself, Tyler Maine, Mr. Michael Myers. I respect um, that. I guess at <clears throat> one point they were able to actually use the Killer Bees name, um, who took on the new Powers of Pain, Warlord and the Power Warrior. Um there is no Wikipedia for the Power Warrior. So we'll have to find out who the Power Warrior was. Oh, they also crowned the inaugural America's Championship, which was won by Johnny Ace over Dan Spivey. Spivey. Um, and the inaugural Junior Heavyweight Championship, which was Jack Armstrong versus Mando Guerrero. Um, main event. Uh, Steve Williams defended the UWF World Heavyweight Championship against the, uh, Sid Vicious when he hit a Dr. Bomb to Vicious. Um, 
covered him for the pinball. Dan Spivey attacked him, causing a disqualification. <laughs> just like, of course, this seems like for all those people that just hate modern day booking. Um, this seems right up their alley as far as like wanting to hate something. Like, yeah, like rule of thumb: if you think your promoter has a cocaine problem. First, try and get all the money you can from them. And secondly, just know that your contract is going to be short. Also, you know, people complain about back in the old days, they didn't have a lot of uh, championships. There was not a lot of titles. UWF had 11 championships. They had the America's championship. They had the Intercontinental championship. They had the Israeli championship. The junior heavyweight, the MGM Grand, the midget world champion, the North American champion, which is not the same as the Americas championship. Oh, no way. The Southern States championship, the Sports Channel Television championship, women's world title, world heavyweight title, world tag team title. Um, You get a title, you get a title, and they're all meaningless. They have, however, won five awards from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um, that does not surprise me at 1990, all. 1990, Worst Television Announcer, Herb Abrams. 1991, Worst Promotion. 1991, Worst Television Show for UWF Fury Hour. And also, 1991, got the most obnoxious war- award to Herb Abrams. And... Didn't get another one until 1994 when they had the worst major wrestling show for Blackjack Brawl. Um, sorry for kind of hijacking it there for a second, but like this is just incredible. Like, I want to know everything there is to know about this, this whole company and the Wikipedia, how they got uh, enough for a, um, Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> the Wikipedia is brief. Uh, cocaine addiction drained the company of money. Uh, he died of a cocaine-related heart attack in July 1996. Um, the tape library is owned by DirecTV and ESPN Classic. Um, I will say I did love it when ESPN used to have the rights to AWA and they would play AWA reruns. Oh, it was awesome. I loved watching those, but But bro, there's UWF (laughs) reruns. It, you, you know, it had to be the top that was causing this, causing this because like, listen, here's some other names that were here. Ken Patera, David Sammartino, of course, Dan Spivey, Louis Spicoli, uh, Billy Jack Haynes, like they, and all of these guys were still, you know, kind of in, you know, the top of their runs. I mean, Bob Orton was not an old man at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Spivey still had some, some to go. The, I think Dan Spivey returned to WWF soon after this. Um, this is funny. So, uh, promotion held a taping in New York City at the New York Penta in January 
1991 that became plagued with legal issues. The WWF sent cease and desist orders to the UWF after Honky Tonk Man and Rick Rude appeared on camera. Both had recently walked out of WWF, but were still under contract. Of course. Honky Tonk would later explain that the check he received from Abrams for this taping bounced. He filed a formal complaint with the New York State Athletic Commission to get reimbursed. I I, I I need a I need a 10 part documentary. I I don't know if they've got enough for a 10 part documentary, but I need it. Even if the last three ones are just like horrible shows that they put on. I, I just I want to know all there is to know about UWF. Like, especially when I watch a match that's that good. Like that was yeah. a good match. It just goes to show you that. You can have the greatest thing to offer, but if the presentation and the handling of it is horrible, there is no salvaging it. Same way, you know, the (laughs) argue of good matches don't draw as opposed to spectacles is because if if you're led to believe that there's nothing special, you're not going to miss anything, then you can have the greatest technical wrestling match of all time, but if no one tunes in to see it, right, you know, right, then was it really was it really the best? So one last thing and then I'm gonna get off of UWF. Uh number one, how many episodes do you think there was of Fury Hour? I'm gonna say fifteen. Sixty nine. Which seems like the perfect number for them. Oh um, easily. Nice. Uh, and then the last thing I've, I've got to read this just because, um, a shoot occurred during a semifinal sports channel television championship tournament match, which was shortly before the match we just saw between Steve Ray and Dr. Death, Steve Williams that aired in May, 1991. Don't know who Steve Ray is. I'm going to look him up and see who he is. But he's all over this Wikipedia, but there's no Wikipedia page for him. Um, <laughs> just, just a second. <laughs> I got to compose myself again. <laughs> um, Steve Ray is not Stevie Ray, even though. Oh, wait, no. No, that's Stevie Ray. It's pulling up Stevie Ray. Um, UWF. There we go. Yeah, there's no information on this guy. Uh, <laughs> Steve of Williams. Course. Allegedly, Herb, Herb Abrams thought Ray was sleeping with his wife and paid Steve Williams extra money to rough Ray up during the bout. That's what Steve Ray claimed. After, after Steve Williams' death, Ray would claim that later that this was a worked shoot. Like, <laughs> of go. course, of course, this asshole Herb <laughs> Abrams thought that one of his guys was sleeping with his wife. It's just, okay, so I'm looking at a picture of this guy. Wild thing, Steve Ray. I'm going to share the screen again. You know, so you it would see this guy. It, w- it would never be Herb's fault for loving hookers or loving cocaine. It, it would be someone else's fault that his wife was being unfaithful. Right. Um, yeah, here you go. Steve <laughs> Ray. He also sued ESPN. Uh, for likeness uh, rights, 
when uh, they started airing old UWF shows. What um, a mark. Yeah, like I've never seen this guy. Mr. Electricity, Herb Abrams. I love it. Um, yeah, it's... Hey, who'd Steve Ray ever beat? Thank... His character was Thank Rock and Roll Express and Sting, but without the makeup, but quirkier. That sounds horrendous. He had met Rock... He had met <laughs> Hulk Hogan, and that's why he joined... I, Oh my gosh. So yeah. Um guys, seriously go look up UWF. That was that was a, I'm kind of heated right now. Like <laughs> I want to watch more of this. Uh <laughs> just this is crazy. Um but otherwise, I want you all to go watch that show. Watch that Watch that match. I'm going to send the link to Landon to put in the uh, in the description of the episode. We will have both of our <laughs> matches, uh, the links in that description so that you can copy and paste them into your browser to watch. Yes, and um, they uh, will be... Um, in order that we watched it. So you'll be your match will be first, mine will be second. Um I I want to touch on something real quick. The internet is undefeated today. Have you seen this picture this guy's complaining about with um Naomi and Sasha at C2E2 this weekend. Yes. I hope you're about to bring up the picture that I saw just a little bit ago. So for those that are watching at home, you're going to see a meme, and this is amazing. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. It's it's that same picture, but someone's photoshopped like at least 15 <laughs> feet in between them. <laughs> but hey, the next that's one. A, that's how it should be. I'll post these to our Facebook page. Hey, this, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with meeting <coughs> wrestlers you like, taking a picture with them, getting an autograph, even if it's a female, but just don't just, just don't, don't be, be the weird. creepy ones. Yeah. Don't ask for a prom pose. Don't touch them. That's weird. There you go. That's that's amazing. Uh that's that's incredible. Um that was that was a lot of fun. I think we need to do that more often. Maybe every every few weeks we have our mystery vortex of things, you know, just uh random episode or random matches. We kind of put it together quickly because we were going to have a guest, the guest couldn't make it. Um trouble with headphones and such, so uh we will have them back later. Um but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I think we need to do this more. I think this is something we could have some of our... I would love to get Johnny Cove on here at some point oh, and have him bring a match. I would love to get Monday Night Mark on here. And bring um, a match. If we can contact Triple J, Jimmy Jackson from the great beyond and get him um, to recommend a match, that would be great. Um 
I really think we need to brainstorm and figure out how to pull off um, a watch along of Ready to Rumble because yes. I think that would be incredible. Maybe that that's something. No holds barred. <clears throat> the, oh, that's what that's what I meant. Uh, no holds barred, but also <laughs> gross. Also, <laughs> Ready to Rumble would be an also, incredible. Another movie that's not good, but it's so good. Like so, it's a good wrestling movie, but it's not a good movie. Um, man, so so much potential. I hope for those of you who have listened to this episode, a couple of things. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We do not take a single listen for granted. Um, we are grateful for those of you who have given us a shot for the first time the last couple of weeks. Yep. We ask that you tag along for the next couple of weeks as well. Um, I highly, highly encourage if you made it this far, I hope that you took the time to pull up these videos and do the watch along with us um, because I think it's worthy I, I think it's fun. Stuff like this is incredible. I love it when other podcasts do watch alongs. Um, it, it's this is okay. I'm going on a rant here. This is why I love physical physical media over digital media because with digital media, you do not get commentary. Right, commentary that, is one of my favorite things about watching a movie. Yeah, like that's just a cool thing because it's like, hey, it's like a podcast before there were podcasts, and it's just like, hey, let's do a watch along, and that's essentially what this is. So we hope you enjoy it. Kinsier, it looks like you're ready to plug everything that you have. So for, why don't you why don't you go ahead and pull a Herb Abrams and make it about yourself? For everyone at home, I've been doing subliminal messaging all through Landon's physical media rant. Um. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, buy a PIK trading card. Um, it helps us get our uh, get everything we need out of this podcast. It helps us stay afloat, all of it. Um, we're already uh, making improvements to the show with what we've made so far. Um, and it's just going to keep on getting better. Um, I'm uploading another thing to add uh you know i'm adding just a ton of stuff tonight tonight but uh don't forget to buy those trading cards um call me if you need services of a manager i made my management debut here is my card um don't forget i'm here to specialize in uh getting you over wearing sweet dad shirts uh physicality when needed uh, speaking on behalf of my clients. Also, did I say getting you over? Um, we're going to get you over in a big way if you join Keel Enterprises and become a Kinzer Keel guy. Um, you can buy my t-shirts on T on not T Public on Pro Wrestling Tees. <clears throat> Just look up Kinzer Keel on there. The pod shirts are going up there this week. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. So if you want to get a Brothers Cafe podcast t-shirt, go over there, take a look at look at that. Now, one final piece of business in the Brothers and Kayfabe will be there, especially El Gigante Kinzer Keel himself. NCWO Night of Darkness, October 22nd. The night gatekeeper came home. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be a great night. There's already been one match announced. 
one match announced. We ranted and raved <clears throat> about that tag team match at NCWO Heat is on. They're going to roll it back. We're going to get chosen influence defending their tag titles against KOA Devion Black and Kane Carter in a tables match. Ooh. Tag team tables match. I'm currently trying to recruit chosen influence to my uh, management um, company, my talent agency. Uh, so uh, Malik, uh, call me back. Um, I, but yeah, make sure you come out to NCWO Night of Darkness. Same place, same bat time, same bat channel in McAllister, Oklahoma at the J.I. Stipe Center in October 22nd. Um, Landon, I've got one other thing to plug, um, but I got to find it real quick. So go ahead and do do a little plug ski. I'll say this. What I want to plug is <clears throat> if John Silver and Ken Shamrock were to form a tag team, would they be called Silver Shamrock? That would be amazing if they were. It would be amazing. Maybe we'll do some Silver Shamrock subliminal messaging leading up to the Night of Darkness. It's going to be a great show. Go ahead and make plans. You know this far out when the next show is. Go ahead and make plans to make a trip to McAllister, Oklahoma. You'll not be disappointed. You you will not be disappointed. This is some great local wrestling. Um check out our vlog of NCWO, check out our podcast covering it, um, and, and spread the word. Word of mouth is still the most effective form of growing a brand. So share the word. Also, we have two weeks left in this season. We are almost done uh, with this season. Uh, we've Yeah, we've got two weeks. We've got the August 14th show with Mike Andrews, the silver voice of NCWO. And then the season finale, August 21st, we're doing that live Sunday night in your house. We'll have some guests. We'll have some bros. We'll announce some of our guests next week. All of this is building to the road to episode 100. And I want to start talking about episode 100 right now because we're kicking off season five on September 6th with episode 91. <whistles> if all goes to plan, nothing nothing happens between now, episode 100, we will have two straight fun, enjoyable shows. We're always having fun and enjoyable, but big, big moments because... Number one, October 30th, is our 99th episode. The go home, and it being October 30th, that means it is in your house. Halloween havoc with the brothers in kayfabe. And that's not it. There's more. Landon, how do you like... Hall of Fames. I love them. I appreciate them. There's not a whole lot of physical ones, but I love them. Well, we're making them as physical as we can because 
episode 100, November 8th, we will have our Hall of Fame induction of two members that have been on the show and their favorite wrestler. We have already reached out to those members. One of them has already sent me all of his info. The other one is getting ready for it. It's a suit and tie affair, everyone. If you are on this show, episode 100, we want your Sunday finest. And that is November 6th. I know that feels a long time away, but listen, it's August 7th right now. November 6th is going to be here before you know it. And in podcasting days, that's not a lot of days. No, it is not. So get ready. We're going to have a lot of fun going forward. Um, don't forget, we will be off August, the week of August 28th. Uh, the off week couldn't come at a better time because that will be the week that one Moxley Jane Keel will be here. And uh, so Kinzer will be out of commission for uh, that week at least. Um, I'm going to, well, we're, we're going to try to record the season opener ahead of time i think that's the that's the plan now with that week off we won't per se have any new content but that is where you'll kind of get a a best of season four recap yep um it's where i go in and i curate what i think are the most notable most entertaining um and most important moments from that season so if you are if you have jumped on with us last couple weeks this is a great way to kind of put together some of the BIK lore without having to go back in and listen to the seasons in their entirety we've got a best of season one we've got a best of season two best of season three so you know we're going to have a best of season four Landon you know we are on the road to Brotherfest Episode 100, Brother Fest. We're going to have an In Your House. Then we're going to have a Brother Fest in two weeks. That's going to be like going to NXT TakeOver on Friday night and then two nights of WrestleMania afterwards. Exactly. We're going to have Pyro. We're going to have it all. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, One last piece of business. Then we're going to send you home, ladies and gentlemen. Seminole, Oklahoma. I will not be on this show as of now, September 10th, but I have been um I've been held I've been asked to make posters and graphic design for this show. Majestic Championship Wrestling finally breaking ground. They were supposed to have their first show and two days before it, um a tornado hit the city of Seminole. Um, so they postponed. Um, but yeah. September 10th, 6 p.m. Ringside tickets, $25, $10 general admission. If you have a student ID, $5 discount on general admission. Um, it is going to be at Seminole State College, the Kelly Haney Center, 2701 Boren Boulevard in Seminole, Oklahoma. Featuring special appearances by TikTok stars Brendan LMAO, Colby Cheese, who I follow, he's a, he's a good little follow, and movie star Sean Whalen. Sean Whalen, one of the members from Twister, among other 
movies. He's been in a ton of movies. He's one of those guys that you might not know who he is, but you know who he is. You've seen him. So head on down to Seminole, Oklahoma, September 10th, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. bell time. Guys, what a great episode this was. This was a lot of fun. It was. We we hope you have trucked along towards the end of this. Give us feedback, please. Let us know either with an official review or via DM or via the Facebook group what you thought of doing a watch along like this because we don't want to oversaturate them. But if you enjoyed it, we want to do more. If you're like, hey, I think it would be really fun for you guys to do watch along of this. Let us let us know. Absolutely. We would love recommendations. And yeah, so without further ado, Landon, do you have anything to plug before we head home? The only thing I have to plug is let me know if you have some physical media you need converted to digital media. I will take care of you. I'll give you a brother deal. I actually um, do. There you go. Just so. just, just let me know. I'll take care of you. Uh, buy our merch. We've got trading cards. We've got custom VHS tapes that are playable. But keep in mind, you're like, well, yeah, it might look cool and it might be nostalgic to have a VHS tape, but I don't have a VCR. That's okay because with the purchase of it, you do get a digital copy as well so that you're able to still enjoy some greats like the IWC stuff we saw. Maybe there's some UWF. Maybe there's some Mid-South. Maybe there's some Smoky Mountain. I don't know. You'll just have to see what we have available. Give us uh, a, a little brother cash, and we'll give you a brother deal. That's all I've got to plug. And uh, you've already got what I've I've given out. And, uh, guys, I think it's time to send everybody home with everyone's favorite hello and goodbye from your fellow brothers, your fellow sisters. A little bit of... Too sweet for life. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>